0: It's time for the Happy Half Hour, presented by Morris Jenkins, with your friends, Kristen Balboni, Will Bryan, and Darren Gant.
2: This is the Happy Half Hour podcast, presented by Morris Jenkins. We are coming to you from Panthers Training Camp. Mr. Jenkins told me the Panthers make him proud and he is honored to support the team. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com com. Darren Will, I know I just said it, but we are podcasting from a very different space than normal, a space both of you guys know very well, but it's my first time down here in Spartanburg. Happy first week of training camp in the books, guys.
1: I know, and it's just sublime. I mean, I thought we were going to need Morris Jenkins down here because it's always hot as blazes in Spartanburg. I like the way you incorporated that, yes. and Mm -hmm. And here you go. It's not. It's beautiful in Spartanburg right now. I mean, the temperatures were in the 60s this morning. No humidity. It was just wonderful out here. And and I think it's almost, you know, we're almost spoiled because you want to come to Spartanburg and sweat your brains out so you uh, appreciate the rest of the year. And we're not really doing that yet.
2: Darren, I'm, I'm just curious you were here last week, right? We got a good five, six days of sweating our brains out last week. It
1: was warm-ish, but morning warm is different than middle of the afternoon warm. And back in the old days when they used to go two a days and or go three o'clock in the afternoon practice, that's when you really got that Spartanburg swelter. And so even when it's hot out here, like it was last week, it doesn't, it doesn't really feel the same kind of hot.
2: Yeah, that's That's fair. It's not your own personal sauna if if, uh, they're doing morning practices. And just for uh, for any of the fans that don't know, they are mercifully in my opinion practicing in the morning 8 30 to about 10 30 or 11 depending on the day so as darren said we do get the best part of the day bar none
0: and today was fantastic the the this oh. was this oh, recording was us on wednesday not only was the weather really good that we had a the really great fan group out there probably the largest yeah. uh, fan f- outing and we've seen families too yeah. a lot
2: of player families um were here as it was really i think like you said the the largest fan presence aside from the the night practice on right. july 31st right. which they called back together saturday um, which was in gibbs stadium so a little bit you know bigger right. feel with the lights and it was a night event and there were yeah. cameras nfl network and we they had were- our own broadcast but this was the, mm-hmm. the the first traditional practice like you said will where there were just a lot a lot of people out The mm-hmm. weather was they were taking uh, advantage of the great weather saw some beach blankets out some towels and then a lot of players families also came down for the day as well. At least it looked like after practice, which was great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they relaxed some of the rules so some mm-hmm. family members can be around, and that's helpful. I mean, you, you saw last week on social media, Jermaine Carter was a little salty about some of that. And the very next day, the policy changed so that family members can come and see people after practice. And, and, and players are relieved for that because that's the biggest thing for a lot of these guys is, you know, you're out of your comfort spot. You're not in your own bed. You're not, you know, on your own schedule. But if you've got a wife and kids at home or stuff like that. I mean, or family members that you want to be around, not being around your support system, takes something out of you. So mm-hmm. uh, as much as I am an advocate for the training camp experience, it's still hard. It's still tough not being at home and around your people.
2: So we've covered, you know, the weather, super important meals. I'm sure we'll get into mm-hmm. which, you know, those are the things that we here at the happy half hour podcast are going to dive deep on make sure that all panthers fans know let's talk about what's going on on the field now that Actual we've got the important football? stuff out Actual of the way <laughs> darren what are you seeing out there you've is... been doing this well just for context yeah. first i'm sorry i asked you a question then i immediately interrupted you you have been coming to camp down here since 1995 mm-hmm. is that right
1: yeah and it's uh, and this one's different. This one's different from a, uh, from a lot of levels, but the team is different. And I think, you know, we talked, and we're going to get into this later in the show, there's a lot of stuff about this football team that we don't know and we're still trying to figure out. And we're still sort of in that process, but at the same time, we've got a week's worth of evidence. We've seen these guys in practices, in and out of pads. So, I mean, you're starting to get a little sense of some of the broader themes. And, and I think, you know, on the whole, there's been some sloppy days of practice, but it's it's probably Probably better than I anticipated it was going to look defensively, and, and I mean, I am one. I don't like getting too far out of our muskies. I don't like creating false hope based on individual drills or anything like that. You're not
2: saying playoff run from the first two not, days in pads? No.
1: no. They're, okay, ob- they're right, obviously going to be a top five <laughs> defense in the NFL. Now I, they're getting a lot better, and they're they've got players over there on that side of the ball that are doing things in camp that it's like, yep, okay, that guy belongs. Mm -hmm. J.C. Horn is the genuine article. He's a guy who could be that guy. And he's got his ups and downs, and Rule kind of gets on him every now and then for getting a little grabby at times. But he's a big physical corner. He's going to put hands on people. But J.C. Horn's also putting his hands on a lot of passes that are coming from the offense, and so are other guys. Jeremy Chin's out. He's had a pick out here. Chin and and Horn had picks on back-to-back days, and it's like, okay, that's what a rebuild secondary looks like. That's Mm -hmm. what those guys can do. So it's been probably, for me, the biggest takeaway from a week of camp is that defense might actually be pretty good.
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree about J.C. Horn. I talked to him the other day. And it was after it was the day that he had two picks mm-hmm. in a single practice. So I think I know we don't keep training camp stats, although Will might. If anyone does, Will does. But um, by my account, he's had three picks mm-hmm. so far. And I was asking him about it, and um, I said, you know, how are you feeling with this defense? And I loved his answer because it wasn't. Yeah, good. he was like, I'm getting the hang of it. I'm mm-hmm. getting the hang of it. Just a very real, realistic answer like clearly he's getting the hang of it you can see it on the field but he's also not too far over his skis where you know he's he's still learning he's there's a and there's a lot to learn and he knows that And it's just another sign of just how ready he is that just because he's had this hot start and seems like he's he's really starting to to mesh with the other defenders that secondary and, and understand what's expected at this level he's not buying into any hype or thinking you know of himself in a certain way um and you know who else is loving it you get there's a clip on on panther's social media of one of his his interceptions from the other day, and you see Dante Jackson going crazy as mm-hmm. if it was his own interception. And you think about Dante, he's he's got some great pieces around him. He looks good after battling that turf toe all last season. And you add him back in the mix. It's not just yep. about these mm-hmm. these new pieces. And you put Jeremy Chin back there yeah. in the secondary, as you said, Darren. That's it's a, a, lo- a, lot, it's, a lot to be excited about, It's a I think.
1: whole different look. I mean, Dante led the team with three interceptions all of the last season. Mm-hmm. The team as a whole had seven interceptions mm-hmm. in 16 games jc horns had three in the first week of training camp yeah. so I, I think they've got an opportunity to be a little more turnover turnover driven they ought to be able to create more turnovers this year based on the pressure they're going to be able to create up front and having a better grade of player in the secondary
0: and they're talking about it every single day like mm-hmm. i was down at the fence today and you know they're they're going through um you know their warm-up drills and you have assistant coaches out there like three 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 How many, we're getting three yeah. turnovers three turnovers like you know every practice they're focused because they've got to get three turnovers because that's what, you know, they've seen for kind of their goals for each game. It's mm-hmm. like, we, we got to get turnovers, got to get turnovers. So it's, it's a mindset. It's not just kind of like bend and, bend and don't break. It's we're being aggressive. We've got to go create that
2: speaking of talking i asked jeremy chin about that the other day because that's something i've heard now granted we we get to hear it with the music down we're a little bit closer than certainly i got to be last year so i'm hearing it more That defense is talking a lot and mm-hmm. there will you said you always hear them count you know okay that's one where we got to get three but you also hear them say talk talk communicate mm-hmm. we got to talk about this shaq has been very vocal about that no pun intended <laughs> vocal mm-hmm. about talking um since since the season ended and just that is what is so valuable for this young team this young defense is learning each other out there and communicating and Jeremy said something I asked him about you know how much they're talking and communicating and he said you know not always getting it right but even when we're wrong we're right because we're talking it through Mm -hmm. and we're learning that stuff and it does feel like these guys especially on that defensive side have a sense of this is a, a process and we heard Steve Smith, we got to do uh, our first broadcast with him the other night, which was great. And he almost had Darren a play-by-play of what each week of training camp is supposed to be. The first week, mm-hmm. you break the guys down. Second week, you get to learn a little bit more. I mean, who knows better than, than Steve exactly how this is supposed to go and it, and it feels like those guys are embracing the challenges here at camp this week as well
1: Mm -hmm. and it is it's a little bit you know they put on pads this week and that always takes the intensity up a little notch too and you see a little more slap fighting you know Quote unquote training camp fights, even though they aren't fights. It's not like what happened in well, Giants camp the other day. But a little smacking well, that's each, other around, little tired each other around. Yeah. What's going on between you
2: and Will? What's going on on the field? I'm skipping.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, you see a little different level out there this week. And, and I think so many times when you put pads on, you get to that point a week, week and a half into camp where guys do get a little sick of looking at each other. And we're another week away from seeing another team uh, before we end up, up in Indianapolis. But, uh, yeah, I mean, guys are getting a little sick of each other. It gets a little salty. That takes the the effort to another level.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot. I think in this this mm. first week, it's my first look at a traditional NFL training camp, at least on a daily basis. But we're getting the full camp experience, which is what those guys lacked right. last year, and and it's great. I mean, well, I know you're old to hat at this, but it's my first time down here. But you pointed to something earlier that Coach Rule said, and we're going to play it right here about what camp is supposed to look and feel like. Let's take a listen. <laughs>
1: Well, I thought today I mean yesterday was just not good at all for the offense I you know so um I thought yeah they were much better today you know first day in the red zone thought we really kind of really kind of functioned well early and then kept it going all the way all the way through late nice two minute drive there at the end so um I said to the fans, I said to the fans, I don't, I don't want to be great on offense every day. I don't, I don't want to be great on defense every day. I want to kind of go back and forth. That means you have a good team. So um, yesterday the defense was sharper. Today the offense was sharper. When I say sharp, I mean it, sometimes it's just a guy gets beat, right? It's just one play. So, but I thought the offense looked a lot better today.
0: So you listen to that, and part of that, the context is here on Wednesday was a big offensive day. They, they started off um, in red zone and it just felt like every other play was a touchdown. It really, touchdown, I think like the first
2: touchdown. three or four were touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: and and then they went in, and they did a really good two-minute drill kind of at the end of practice. You know, they had some other good, really bright spots um, and kind of different uh, sequences throughout practice where the offense just seemed like they were, they knew, they were clicking. Mm-hmm. They were doing it. Well, the context is, yesterday, it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. It felt like the opposite. There were mistakes. There were drop balls. There were, you know, missed routes, all that kind of stuff, and the defense was, you know, making turnovers, just kind of seeing, you know, everywhere. And I think what he was kind of saying is to the crowd, like, that's the way it's supposed to be. Like this is you can't just think every time there's an interception it means it's a bad throw by the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Or every time there's a really good uh, you know, throw and catch it means that it was really bad coverage by the defense or a bad rush by the lineman. You know, like the right you, you have to take a broader stroke at it and really kind of think big and it's going to flow back and forth each day
1: yeah and and he's been really careful talking about that but it's it's one of the truisms about camp i mean the other side practices too and just because you know we hear jc horn had two interceptions that's not the same as sam darnold stinks and matt was talking the other day about how you know if one person does one wrong thing among the 11 and creates a space it makes sam look bad for something that's not sam's fault mm-hmm. now I, I will say and i kind of appreciate this and i respect it about him sam has been willing to raise his hand for stuff i mean if he throws a pick, sam will be like yeah i should have done this this and this sam's raising his hand for stuff that ain't necessarily his fault i mean the picks the other day you know matt circled back the following day and said after we looked at film it clearly the first one wasn't sam's fault So. My Runs a bad route, and all of a sudden there are guys where they shouldn't have been, makes for an easy pick for the other side. um There was a false start in practice on Tuesday. What day of the week it is? I lose, I lose, yeah, I lose track That's of time when today. I come to Spartanburg. Yes. Uh, but you know, there was one on Tuesday where there was a false start that may or may not have been Sam's fault. Sam took off and ran the lap. So, I mean, he is showing an accountability and I think dudes in the locker room appreciate that and and they want to see, you know, their quarterback. I mean, these guys are still learning Sam and Sam walks in the door. He is among the first handful of players out there on the field every day. He is accountable and owns his mistakes and he's out here grinding and getting better. And, And we'll find out over the course of the year whether Sam is not great at quarterback or Sam is what they think he could be but the signs are pretty positive right now or they're at least not negative negative. and I think when people hear big interception numbers they think oh god the offense must be a disaster what's wrong with Darnold but Sam's been okay
2: and, and as we just said, I think we're willing to hear it with the defense, but training camp is the time to work these things out. Like right now, the first mm-hmm. week down early second week, this is the time where it's okay to figure all these things out, go yep. up against good competition. And, and to you guys point about, you know, one day it's going to be the offense that's shining the next day, it's going to be the defense or, or vice versa. You don't want one unit looking great the entire time because when one unit looks good and even though as you said it's it's a lot more nuanced than that if one unit is consistently looking amazing what's going on with the other side so I mean that's what that's what we're seeing out here, mm-hmm. and uh, and and it's been it's been a good first first full week. And, and
0: not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but next week when you do, I mean this year there's two sets of joint practices, which is just adds a whole other element to it. But I remember the first time that um you know I went up to Tennessee back in 2017 when they played the Titans and you know practiced up there with them. You're so used to watching the one on ones with these guys, and then all of a sudden you see our guys going against guys in Titan mm-hmm. blue mm-hmm. and you see oh that's how that stacks up mm-hmm. you know oh man this guy maybe can't cover some other receivers that you know he's covering the threes for mm-hmm. you know the panthers and now mm-hmm. here's the one for tennessee and you know or the the vice versa man like he just really you know beat this guy and is really pretty good so I, I, there's a lot of interesting things that you're going to start seeing next week when there is another team over there and it's like a, it's a different look and it's a mm-hmm. different feel
2: and a very good team too
1: yeah and although they've had yeah. their they've had their issues. Well, yes, I mean, this past
0: couple weeks, so some,
1: someone on the Hill said something to me last week about this camp's almost a little boring. One of the fans said something like that, and I was like, No, 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 you don't want an exciting camp. The Colts are having an exciting camp right now. They're without their quarterback. They're without Quentin Nelson for the next five to twelve weeks with foot surgeries. They've got all kind of stuff going on up there. You don't want that. You would like to have boring, uneventful. Nobody's getting hurt. Knock on wood. Yeah, boring. Very Gunna rarely camp. is a good yeah. thing
2: at training. I mean, excuse yeah. me, um, excitement is very rarely a good thing at training camp. Usually that trends in the wrong direction. Yeah,
1: you don't want that for sure. And, and the Colts have got their share of it right now. But, uh, you know, I mean, that being said, to Will's point, one of the things I was looking forward to this summer is, okay, people keep talking about Derrick Brown looking better. Over there's Quentin Nelson. Now we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get in situations like that. And, you know, unfortunately Nelson's injured right now not going to be able to be out there, unfortunately, for Quentin more so than us, but, uh, you know, it's, it is it is going to be a good barometer when you get into that and see them against other guys.
2: And I know the coaching staff is very much looking forward to that. Again, not to compare always to, to last year, but you think about this coaching staff and, and many of these players, this this is their first time to be able to go up against competition short of a game, mm-hmm. right? So so last year, the first time and the only time that they got to see some of their guys, some of their twos or, or threes that might have had to come in against other competition was in the regular season. That was just the way things went. So you see them in practice against the guys they go up against every day, or you see them in a game when they are when they have to go in.
0: And my favorite part about next week, the first depth chart is going to be released. Oh, it's exciting times! Yeah, the, the, those are always fun times for me.
1: Yeah, it's
0: very unofficial. Very, it's very unofficial. Very
1: unofficial and subject to change. <laughs> yeah. But fans are,
0: fans are gonna love they're gonna be looking to see you know I mean things that yeah you know we, we kind of see who's out there running with the runs when running with the twos like that mm-hmm. that's changing you know it's not set in stone but you know unless you're really here and unless you're really you know diving deep into Darren's tweets you know I mean so Darren who is starting a left tackle or am I jumping what? the gun on on some questions that we have you to answer later? You are jumping.
2: Let's hold on to that. Save one it for the second. show, Will. Yeah,
0: sorry, I jumped. Only ahead.
2: because I want to talk about one thing now. Will is you know this is not going to be nearly as exciting as the depth chart that Will is looking for. I want to. all of
0: your clicks next week. Yes, give me them clicks.
2: Uh, let me just say what I am excited about really quickly before we get into those questions. A little something called FanFest. Oh yeah. I'm just really looking forward to it because, as I said, we had that July 31st back together Saturday practice. It was a little precursor, a little sneak peek to Fan Fest. Uh, it felt like down here in Spartanburg at Gibbs Stadium. It was the first time I've been a Panthers fan for a long time. But it was the first time on the job that I was down there and I got to see the Top Cats perform for an audience. I think it was about 6,000 people. Um, Top Cats perform for an audience. The black and blue crew, uh, percussion, uh, and get to hear the fans yelling out people's names. I and mean, that was really the first time that as the team reporter, I've gotten to see that. And I talked to Coach Rule. He uh, addressed the fans before the practice and he said, this is uh, the largest crowd that mm-hmm. I, we've coached <laughs> for. Yeah. And so Fan Fest next week, I think we're somewhere around what 40,000 tickets sold um i'm i'm just thrilled as a as a fan and a, a longtime panthers fan and as someone who cares a lot about this team and of course it's it's our jobs i know you guys have been there in an official capacity but i have yet to be on the field at bank of america stadium and see more than however right, many people, the maximum right? yeah. amount of fans yeah. allowed were last year and i would say it's not just me it's a lot of the players so jeremy chin told yeah. me on the opening day of camp that this is the first time he's been able to see panthers fans mm-hmm. up close mm-hmm. so we got to hear you know few people chanting his name and so I think it's going to be just a, a great moment for I hope people listening we're going to be able to come if you're in the Charlotte area I think it's going to be really special for a lot of people and I I think the thing that makes it really neat is that the players and the coaching staff care just as much and are going to be just as touched and excited as the fans who are there watching so I'm I'm yep. really thrilled about and, that and
1: it felt like a big deal the other night there were six thousand mm-hmm. and change in yep. Gibbs State Stadium. and it's 6 thousand was the big crowd they've been in front of 6 thousand created kind of an atmosphere that I was
2: i had goosebumps I mean, because it it's tangible. not it's a smaller stadium and mm-hmm. we had i think about 6 thousand at a yep. certain point last season but they're spread out all over the place it felt different to get to yep. hear all of them do a key pounding chant and to get to be you know where they could yell and people could hear them it was just it was great
0: i i, I like the fireworks
2: you excited about the I fireworks? Mean, they, I they, mean, it's, let's, look, let's, it's, let's be real. It's like, no depth chart, like, but like, Will will yeah. entertain you know, some fireworks. It's,
0: I, I'm a very simple man. I, I need a depth <laughs> chart, and I want fireworks in August because you know y'all y'all cover practice y'all cover practice and do your thing. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna come for this the fireworks. is Will's
2: Fourth of yeah, July. We're
1: very Kristen and I are very serious. We're very head down focused on the football and the work. And
0: it's 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 the one of the best fireworks shows that i've ever seen every year it's it's incredible
2: i'm excited i've heard some i've heard some things it's about, pretty good i've heard some things about this one specifically oh. What we can expect oh. mm. Mm. i'm gonna be hosting live yeah i'm gonna be hosting the live portion of Teaser. fan fest in addition to doing sideline for the broadcast and i uh, heard i'm writing up my scripts and i heard a little bit about what to expect and will i think you mm. are gonna be i think you're gonna be very pleased i
0: think everyone needs to come yes five dollars panthers.com sign up get your tickets
2: we hope to see you there. All right, let's get into these questions. So last week we did, or two weeks, whenever, time is a construct at this point. <laughs> the last podcast we did, we uh, each had a question that we wanted answered before we recorded this one when we were down here in Spartanburg. Mine pretty much already got answered. I just wanted to know, how hot is it really in Spartanburg? Now, Darren is saying it's it's a balmy 95 or whatever, you know, just really pleasant. He only
0: worries about the dew point. The du- he, was, he likes yeah. the dew point and being the hu- low.
2: The humidity is what gets me. The I like to look at the humidity percentage it's you're right we're very lucky to have practice early in the morning what I did not anticipate is like the afternoon walk to Mm -hmm, the cafeteria or to a meeting room or something like that and I I was like oh now I get it you guys said I would get it and I get it but very excited to be here and uh, very excited they don't have two a day still (laughs) that was uh, (sighs) listening to those I know listening to former players and, and Darren talk about those I'm feeling very fortunate so I'd say it's uh hot but good You know it's okay. Um, Will your question that you wanted answered was: Will Darren Sandals make an appearance at training camp? You said they were something of a a local legend, a tradition, if you will.
0: Well, apparently they made one yesterday. He had the he had the the, the mountain boots he had the mountain boots and then he changed it into the Birkenstocks after practice when he was safely back in in dry land.
2: We I had never seen them as I said, you know, training camp rookie, so I, I was not aware at the time were the socks and the Birkenstocks included when you heard about the legend of Darren
0: Sanders? Oh yeah, they're they're, they're one in the same.
2: Oh, they're just a slip-on, it's part of the the it's part sandal of the look. Deal?
1: Well, I mean, I'm not afraid of socks and sandals. I I've reached a secure place yeah. in my life where, you know, constructs like Fashion don't matter as much anymore. Well, can to me I say anymore. though
2: we have a we have an intern on our production staff. She's very young, very fashionable. I would say also wearing socks in Birkenstocks. Yeah.
1: Now it, we, fa-
0: fashion, fashions on a 20, 30,
1: 40 yeah. year cycle, right there. All right. You so know. it keeps coming back. <laughs> yeah. So my shoes and my sunglasses, they always come back around. No, I, and that's the thing with the weather. I mean, I, I broke in. You know, I finally broke down after nineteen years and bought another pair of Birkenstocks. So uh, I've got a new pair and I'm still sort of breaking them in a little bit. So going in and out between the tennis shoes between the running shoes between the burks but uh yeah it's it's that time
2: are you someone that would keep your old pair for sentimental value yeah we've met <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 19 years that's a long that's D- a D- long Darren has shown me
0: his his notebooks from 2001 i know yeah. I mean, it's incredible i
2: know man after my own heart i would do the same all right darren your question <laughs> you had two <laughs> i'm looking at them now uh darren your first question was what time is lunch yeah
1: did you we find that out, out? Yeah, we did find that out. and it's a gra- uh, I
2: tell you what, being down here after a week, it's a great question. Yeah. It's a really good question.
1: And a lot of times there's that flurry of activity right after practice. We're trying to get observations posted and all that kind of stuff as quick as we can. And you look up and it's like, we've got five minutes until lunch closes. So we're making a mad dash over to the cafeteria. But yeah, they're they're taking good care of us. We're not being poorly fed here.
2: No. No, very very thankful for the entire uh, the staff that keeps everything running um, here. It's it's great. So then you had another question also that you wanted answered. This one might be a little harder to answer at the moment yeah. rather than what time was lunch. Who's going to be at left tackle?
1: Yeah, and we still don't know that, do we? We um we have watched every practice and they are running every combination of guys. They're still putting Taylor Moten over there from time to time at left tackle, and I don't. I think they would in a perfect world they would find someone who. Can do it well enough that they can leave Taylor alone, yeah. and so the next couple weeks are going to be able are going to be about finding out if you can trust Cam Irving, finding out if you're going to go Dennis Daly, finding out if you know maybe Trent Scott goes over there so Taylor can stay on the right, or is it Taylor? And I mean yesterday's practice was interesting because so much of the oxygen was taken up with the concern over Keith Kirkwood yep. after the big hit when he went down, but kind of lost in that was oh look over there Greg Little's playing with the one. At left tackle, and I mean, Greg's certainly not the favorite for that job, and I don't know that I would expect him to win it. But you know, they've rolled five different guys into that position at one point. You know, with the first or with the first and second group. So it's no clearer now than it was the first week of camp. I think over the next couple weeks we'll start to get a little more clarity on that. Now that guys are in pads and settling into routines, but you know, they really do. I think want to see if somebody, anybody, whether that's Cam Irving, whether it's Dennis Daly, can be the guy so you can leave Taylor at the spot where you already know he's really good.
2: Can I ask if you were – Pat Meyer, the offensive line coach, or if you were Matt Rule, Joe Brady, whoever on that offensive staff that will have a say in that. Um you, you know we've heard we've heard both Matt Rule and I was talking to Scott Fitter the other day, just you know it's going to be a fluid situation as yeah. you said. And it would almost not be right I think in coach Rule's words if it weren't a fluid situation. Mm-hmm. We need to see them as you said, we first step was seeing those guys in pads then against these two other teams that they will have joint practices with when would you want to make that decision ideally before going into the season if you were the coach because on the one hand no one's stood out enough yet not maybe that they are supposed to yet but when would you want to have a sense of of who that guy is going to be for such an important position I
1: think a couple weeks into the preseason you need to know and and again by that time you will have seen the Colts you will have seen the Ravens down here and you'll be in that spot where you've got some stuff to grade and I, I I think ideally they'd like to find which five and put them in place so you can kind of grow but it's you know again they keep running guys in and out and it changed a little bit this week when pads went on you see certain guys start to exert a little more influence I mean Dennis Daly's a big physical guy and in pads he's going to look different than when he's running around in shells trying to be agile uh Deontay Brown the rookie from Alabama same way He looks much better. He's a big man anyway, but when you put him in pads, it's like, oh... (laughs) <laughs> that's a big man right there, and he can move people around. And we know that from watching what he did at Alabama in college. And so I, I, it's been interesting to me, those two among the sec the quote-unquote second group that's not that conventional wisdom first five that we're used to looking at on the depth chart, I, I think those two guys and, and Trent Scott are kind of the <laughs> ones that are competing to see to, who's going to move up a chair. And then once you get some of those jobs settled, then you got Elfline and Paradise, and and John Miller in the middle and can one of these guys break through and take a job from him?
2: You were talking about how big the o-line looks in pad so I, i'm very uh happy that i get to you know safely stand on the field and, and watch practice and uh, the o-line was was jo- i mean they were jogging they weren't coming at me in, in any type of way they were <laughs> jogging toward their next drill and i happened to be i would say i mean i would say it was 40 yards away not close they were running at a leisurely pace going over to their next drill and i was you know on the side of one of the fields they're coming directly at me and by no means was it a uh, close or were they running fast but do you ever ever get over. I just wondered like at what point do you ever get over that feeling like a bad dream at a certain point yeah, yeah. with a group of NFL o linemen running your way. Even though there was no way they were going to hit me nor were they going fast enough, it's still just something right. that you go Oh yeah, this feels like I've had a bad dream. But you know, when you wake up and you feel like you're falling or something, well, it's one of those. Welcome to for <laughs> yeah. uh, the
0: I'm a, I'm a the preemptive. The balls. Yeah, I'm a preemptive mover. Like oh, back, me too. I'm back moving. In, I'm back moving in the day, two
2: minutes before they reach my mark.
0: When you're when you're like you know really on the side of the field when the digital team mm-hmm. you know or the media or whatever could like be kind of up there and you know there's a long pass down like when that ball's in the air anywhere near coming my direction I'm already stepping Same. back. I'm yeah.
1: preemptively just moving. Got to have a head on the swivel if Mm -hmm. you're going to be down there.
2: At best, if a a football comes my way, this is my sideline trick, I always had a clipboard, I'm batting it down. (laughs) That's if I can't. If there's no other option, I'm batting it
0: down. You're not trying to catch it with one hand? No,
2: I thought you would. I thought you would. I did. I Would did. you ever bring a baseball glove to a no. to a ballpark? Okay,
0: no, but my but that's the right Back to that Tennessee it. trip, that was like my shining glory. That it's all been downhill from there because a ball had the perfect bounce. You know, it was like way long. No one's near it. Perfect bounce, like on one hop, caught it with my left hand in the same hand, threw it back to the ball guy. Perfect spiral. That's was, awesome. With your left. With my left. I mean, I'm left-handed, so it's not that's that right. impressive. That's Okay. I knew that. Well, hey, but, but still, not, not everyone else. It's that, been did it's been downhill ever since.
2: Ooh. All right. All right. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we've got more from training camp. Mr. Jenkins, me, Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you.
0: A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week, so you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to
1: call.
2: We're the ones you want to call.
1: We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go
2: to MorrisJenkins.com. Hey, welcome back to the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins told me his plumbers and AC techs secretly wear Panthers jerseys under their uniforms. So when your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit MorrisJenkins.com. Darren? It's time for the Get Off My Lawn Rant of the Week. Is anything about training camp uh, making you feel some type of way?
1: Well, I tell you what, there was something that was actually pretty cool, and this is more positive than negative. Uh, Out in practice on Wednesday, a bunch of the linemen, offensive and defensive linemen, were wearing these big cauliflower head pieces.
2: That's a great way to describe mm. them yeah. if anyone has not seen yeah. them.
1: Cauliflower head is, um, it's a good look. No, it's different. It's a big padded shell. They call them guardian caps. And they fit over your helmet. And it's just an extra layer of padding. And because of the research the league's done and a lot of independent doctors have done on concussions and sub-concussive blows. I mean, those it's one thing to get the big shot that you see on the highlights and everybody's scared of. But when offensive and defensive linemen get up out of stances and run into each other, when you do that 50 times in a practice you know eventually that has an effect so these guys have chosen a lot of them probably 20 or so of of the combined linemen were wearing those things out in practice Wednesday, and it's just an extra layer of protection. And I talked to Deontay, I talked to Brady Christensen about it, and it's just, especially when you hear it from young guys, when you hear rookies say, well, yeah, I just want to protect myself. I think it's a really neat change of the way people think because at a certain point, you know, some of the hard-headed stuff about football, some of the macho stuff eventually has to go away. Players have to protect themselves. and, And I thought it was pretty cool as we put in our story. I mean, Brady Christensen said, I want to protect my brain I mean and he was very matter of fact about it Mm -hmm. but I I like hearing players think that way and even though it looks a little funny I mean these guys are out there running around like the great gazoo from the Flintstones (laughs) but I mean yeah And to
2: be fair I mean they are they are professional athletes even with those things on they look cooler than all the rest of us right like anyone else who's not playing in the NFL they start at a very high level of coolness yeah
1: and it's different, but I, I love hearing rookies walk in the door with an immediate sense of protecting myself, yep. knowing, you know, they, they're in this for the long haul, and they're going to be people long after they're football players.
2: Great, great point, and it is so nice to hear those younger players. It's just the way they think, you know, the way people of that, can I say that generation? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that younger generation, wow. man, you know, mm. with their TikToks and their protecting their brains Sound and like all of me. that. I the know young, well, The
1: young peoples. <laughs>
2: So Darren, you've been coming down to Spartanburg as we said for for a long time I've heard you got some Spartanburg observations because it's been what two years since you've been down here yeah the it's last time so been a little
1: bit on a regular basis How
2: are you feeling about your old stomping grounds
1: I like it. I like it. Now, I mean, naturally, I used to when I was younger, and I did not have such a regard for safety. I would always take a picture with my phone of the peachoid driving down. So on the way to camp the other week, I made sure to get off the interstate and stop and take a I gotta say, new picture of it. I love.
2: I get it. the newsletter, which I love. Love the <laughs> newsletter. I did not realize. I looked that you got out because um, it's um. It's got a little detail on the back that I had never seen before. You yeah. haven't watched, know, you haven't watched House that? of Cards? Yeah, but it was for, forever ago. That first season came out yeah. how long ago? I mean,
0: they, they pointed that out very yeah. explicitly.
2: It's ringing a bell now, yeah. but Darren, <laughs> I'm, I'm going Darren uh, over yeah, House of Cards. That's the
1: in-depth perspective I'm trying to bring to this job. It yeah. was oh that? Gosh. It was worth, it was yeah. worth <laughs>
2: getting out and uh, <laughs> But and I, I love being picture. in the
1: Spartanburg community. I mean, everything about this uh, – there's a it's quaint I mean mm-hmm. Spartanburg is lovely and Spartanburg's way different than it was 25 years ago when we first or 26 years ago when we first started coming down here you know it's it's like a city now there are restaurants and bars and cool <laughs> stuff to do that weren't always here in the 90s mm-hmm. so uh, it's a it's a sublime experience I love it Will, but how
0: the, do you feel about will, that? Well, I, I mean, I, 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 my first day here, I came down, and I got Bojangles, and I had some Krispy Kreme. You know, those just are things, to, to be yeah. fair,
2: you could do in Charlotte, but they, they, it feels they different. down hit different. Yeah. Down different. Here. yeah, yeah,
0: it really does. So, of course, you know, if you are an avid subscriber to Darren's daily um, email newsletter, I you, you I know, it. It makes me
2: laugh out
1: loud.
0: You know the saga of the Doug. Yep. So the Doug is the old Krispy Kreme that's across the street from the new Krispy Kreme, and their old-fashioned sign says D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T-S, so like mm-hmm. an old way to spell donuts, but of course half the sign is either on or off at various Depending points. Depending
1: on which side of the sign you Right, you're on. Mm-hmm. right.
0: So Doug is either here or not here, but I was fascinated by this morning. I mean, so the old building, it's still there. It doesn't look like anyone's been in it for 20 years, 15 years, but the lights were on. This morning. Mm. So, you know, I asked Darren, you know, he knows the answer to everything. You know, what's what's going on over there?
1: I and I think, and this could be urban legend, and somebody, I'm sure, a Spartan will tell us um after the fact, but there's some stuff going on. I think they still use it. I don't mm-hmm. know that it's open for retail. It's, well, it's obviously is, not was there. open. Doug was Doug
0: was inside. There. 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 But, but I was there.
1: I, I think Doug is squatting there. <laughs> I think Doug set up shop. I mean, we finally found him when, you know, I came out Saturday night, saw the Doug sign was on on the other side and then we come out to camp and Doug's here on Saturday night have so you, I think Doug just stayed maybe have, he moved in
0: have you had your Doug nuts Doug donuts <laughs> I,
1: I have had a donut I've Matt, limited do myself not to do cut that one. out yeah. whatever you do leave yeah. that
2: in please well
1: <sighs>
2: you know what I think, why don't we just leave it right there? Yeah. I don't even think we can get better. Than that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: why is that? I don't know. I don't know.
2: All right. That's going to, that's going to yeah. do it for the happy half hour podcast. Uh, we will talk to you guys again soon. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Shout out to Doug. <laughs>